Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. What's going on, everybody? It's Kevin Lewis White. Just beamed down from the fifth dimension to spend some time with you guys all here on the Beyond Borders podcast. The views and opinions of this podcast are solely those of the host. And if you don't like what was said, Rose Gold did not approve of it. It's been a while since I've done stream yards basis, but welcome. Live edition of Borders with Rose Golden Kid Gravity and the Kid Gravity Beyond YouTube channel. Like I said, it's been a while. I missed y'all. I don't know if you missed me, but you probably did. <coughs> but anyway, sorry, I just ate some ice cream before we started. But yes, folks, we got something to talk about. You saw the title. Parade to, Obl- Parade to Oblivion. It's the ice cream talking. Why are we afraid of change? No, we're not. <coughs> Jesus. Okay. Word advice. Do not eat ice cream that has oats in it. For some reason, if you don't chew it thoroughly, it gets stuck in your throat. But, again, the title of the show is Parade to Oblivion, Why Are We Afraid of Power? And I bring this show up today for two reasons. One, this is going to be the season finale of season six of the Beyond Borders podcast. And I plan to go on a sort of 30-day hiatus. Uh, As you know, I also do screenwriting. And there's a project that I want to write that I've been putting off for months. I was supposed to do it while it was still fairly slow down here in Georgia. And I just, with work ramping up and I didn't complete it, I'm going to turn the camera off. I don't look good. (coughs) But I decided to finally write that project. And I'm going to need at least a month to write it. Also, I'm kind of burnt out, you know, with all this political stuff. It's been kind of waning on me a little bit. And also, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Instagram has been messing with me a lot. So I'm also going to be exploring other avenues to get content out. So I yesterday created my locals account (coughs) it's sort of like youtube mixed with instagram but you can fluctuate between putting up posts that everyone can see which are free and some behind a paywall so within those 30 days also i'm going to be moving all these videos on here over there so not only will that serve as a backup in case something happens over here but I can expose the content to more people because for some reason YouTube also they are messing with not putting my content out and shout out to Taisha Essex for also letting me know that they're censoring black content creators to the point where you can't even put black in your title or anywhere in your tags or they'll just limit the video so before I do this show, I want to explain that. And also, I have to shout out this person that I've been following for a little while on Instagram, name of Goddess Ayana. And the reason I'm shouting her out is she had done a live on Instagram, I want to say yesterday, yes, yesterday, 
she did two, but I'm going to reference the first one because she was talking about Raven Simone, you know, child actor turned TV, <clears throat> I guess, TV interviewer on The View. And she was talking about how Disney wanted her for her spinoff Raven's Home from That's All Raven. They wanted her character to be lesbian and she said no because considering that she's lesbian in real life she didn't want to have to deal with that on camera in a I guess a scripted set setting and Ayana had done a live about that and applauded her for it even though she still said you know she has done some c word things you know I can't say the word on here because Somehow they'll flag it for hate speech. So <clears throat> let's just say it's an animal. You just take off the first two letters, and then you can understand where we're coming from. And she was also referencing how, you know, it's tough out here, you know, as a black person, because you want to play the get along to get along gang. But you also got to understand that you can't be both that and pro-black. And those who have listened to this show understand that I've been on this pro-black journey for going on nine years now. It's really ramped up the last four years. <coughs> well, five years. We'll say it really started in 2016. And like I said, it, it's tough because <coughs> you have, as, as black people, as a black person, you are hit from too many different angles with things and you want your morality to show up but then you'll gotta also understand that you have to move a certain way because there's real no real I guess the best way to explain it is we all know what the Venn diagram is you know the circle the two circles that intertwine and in that middle is where you know, both points seem to find common ground. As black people, we we don't we're not afforded that luxury. It's either you're one side or you're not. It's very tough to be accepted with having views from both sides. <clears throat> and I made a joke in her life. I said that I'm still trying to exercise, excise, exercise the little bit of coon. <laughs> okay, fine. I said it. The little bit of coon tendencies that I have left inside and you know she was saying that you know it is kind of tough to do that but as long as you recognize it and you work on it you know you'll be a better person for it and and I have been there's a lot, a lot of things that won't tolerate that I would have tolerated a decade ago or I would have basically ignored but getting older you got to understand you have to start setting examples for the youth and if you happen to have kids, you have to have a standard. <clears throat> and a standard is not a double standard. They're, those can't coexist. So I bring up double standard because last night I did a video, quick commentary. It was like six minutes long. And I put it up on Instagram. It's on my Instagram at Kid Gravity Beyond. You can just click the link in the description box. It'll take you right to it. I was talking about how in New York and being a former New York City resident, New York State resident, <clears throat> we have our share of parades and celebrations for every race, every holiday. There's some sort of celebration <clears throat> all year long. And in particular, there's two for black people. There's the African-American parade that's usually held in Harlem. I think it's, I want to say it's in either May or July. I, I, I'm i not really entirely sure <clears throat> when the exact date is, but that's neither here nor there. The one that I want to talk about is the West Indian Day Parade. Now, arguably, that's like the third or fourth biggest parade slash, slash slash celebration in the city behind the Puerto Rican Day Parade, <clears throat> Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I want to say, uh, what do you call it? 
I guess you could probably say the St. Patrick's Day parade. Now, of course, you know, with the coffee venereal disease running around out here last year, 2020, a lot of all those events were either canceled or done virtually because, you know, they didn't want people around each other because, you know, coffee venereal disease and whatever. But this year we saw things somewhat get back to normal. Now, my commentary dealt with the fact that the mayor, Bill de Blasio, had done press briefings the week beforehand saying that the parade was canceled. And that was echoed with the organization, uh, the West Indian Day, I think it's like WIADCA. I don't, I don't know the, the meaning of the acronym, but they basically run the parade. They're based in Brooklyn where the parade is held. They echoed his sentiment. They said, you know, we can't have it this year, but we're going to make sure next year we're going to be back. Understandably so, you know, coffee venereal disease is still around. And that parade usually honors a lot of people coming into the city. And it usually gets around three and a half million people in Brooklyn. So from time to time, I look at the stories from New York just to keep what's keep abreast of what's going on up there because, you know, family's still up there. And I happen to come across the story of Bill de Blasio <coughs> allowing the parade to go on, but in a limited capacity. And when I say limited, I mean, instead of the long route that it usually takes, they shortened it to two and a half miles. So that was about, I want to say six blocks because from Nordstrand Avenue where the parade started this year to the Brooklyn Museum, I think that's about six blocks. Yes. Nordstrand, Rogers, Franklin, Classen, Washington. Yeah. It's about six blocks. <clears throat> now, you know, it's New York block. So whatever. So he had a scaled down version. I think he said he had about 500 people in total. Within the par- within the parade festivities, including the dancers and you know politicians and whatever. But what was more egregious is he did this after telling the people that he didn't do it, but then made sure to attract enough attention that people would come outside and see this, and then the news outlets like the New York Post and Channel Seven take interviews from disgruntled neighbors and citizens of that area asking why is the parade still going on and how come they're allowed to march but we are not allowed to spectate and take part of it and I said it was a troll move it was a beautiful troll move because he made sure to have the hand-picked politics out there and the Kingston Avenue people and those in Brooklyn know who I'm talking about. And, you know, the and I'm sure everybody there had the, you know, had the Belle Biv DeVoe inside of them. Y'all know what song I'm talking about. And I put up the commentary on Instagram. You know, some of my followers saw it. They, they you know, commented on it. So I decided today to put it on YouTube. So I put it on YouTube. And as I was leaving today, and coming home, I saw that I had a comment. I'm I'm fixing to show y'all this comment because this is also ties into why I'm going to do this show and why I say black people are afraid of power. But I want to make sure to get this out the way first. Um, Here we go. Just make sure I open this because I don't want y'all to see what I got in here. Ain't no porno or anything, but this is one of my picture folders. So I don't want y'all to think that I got something going on in there, but Let's just open it up because I, I, I got to show y'all this comment that this person left me. I blocked out their name for security purposes because I don't want them, if they do see this video, come back and try to flag it that I'm putting their information out there. But this goes, this ties into why I shouted out Goddess Ayana because, you know, maybe she's divine, she's divine in her, well, I, ironically. Her name is Divine Stargate 
one on Instagram. So maybe she knew this was going to happen. So let's just hope this thing opens up. I don't know why it's taking so long, but can't wait to get this new computer, folks. That's the other thing why I'm also taking a hiatus. I'm I'm on my way to getting this gaming computer, so I kind of want to wait a little bit and give myself a week. I don't know if you guys can see that. It's kind of blurry, but <clears throat> if you can't see it, I'll just read it to you, especially for the people on the audio side. It says the parade is not <clears throat> a black problem. No parade for a second year is not a black issue. It's a Caribbean issue. It doesn't affect native slash foundational black Americans at all. <sighs> so I put this up on my Instagram and I said, this is going to be a teaching moment. And here comes the teaching. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever wrote this, I hope you hear this. But for you to tell me that it's not a black issue, it's a Caribbean issue. We understand that there's a divide in the black diaspora between the FBAs and the Caribbeans. We get that. But don't act like foundational black Americans don't show up at this parade. I've gone to this parade since I was a little kid. And I've seen plenty of American flags running around amongst all the Caribbean flags. Fact. And I'm not talking about the people who are Caribbean American, whose parents are one of, one of each. I'm talking about FBAs. Know how else I know this? Not only if I seen the regular American flags there, I saw the red, black, and green version of the American flag. And the red, black, and green striped flag. So non, So foundational black Americans have been going to this for years. That's the first point. Second point. <clears throat> you said it's a Caribbean issue. Okay. Most Caribbean countries are black, sir, or ma'am. It is a black issue because the area where this parade takes place, a lot of black people live there. Not just Caribbean folk. Foundational black Americans, African Americans, Africans. The black diaspora is represented there. So for you to say that it's not a black issue, you're being disingenuous. Three and a half million people roll into that area every year before the coffee venereal disease. The height one year, it hit 5 million. Between the black businesses that sit outside with their tents, selling their little wares, <coughs> the flags, the beads, the t-shirts, bandanas, they start, they start this literally two weeks before the parade even kicks off. They're out there selling their wares. And we're not just talking along the parade route, not Eastern Parkway. You could go further back down streets like Utica and see people with their tents up selling that stuff. So for you to say this is not a black issue, you're insane. Again, three and a half million people on average show up to this parade. Tens of millions of dollars flow through that area in one day. You want an example of a black dollar circulating in the black community? There you go. How much money do these tents make selling $5 corn, $10 meals, having their grills posted up? Cards sitting on tables so people, okay, if they like the food, catering. The guy, you, you got the, the, the dancers with, the, with their costumes. All those shops are in that area, in the black neighborhoods, getting orders back before the summer starts to go make outfits. This parade pays black people and black people pay it forward. So for you to go, say it's not a black issue, you're crazy. People, black people from all over the city come here. Black people from out of town come here. We've had black people from other countries show up here. So don't sit here and tell me on my comment thread that it's not a black issue. Again, I get it. There's a divide between blacks and Caribbeans. But at this point, this is where you come together. Everybody gets paid. 
But here's the biggest point that I want to make about this, because that was a big one. We'll call this one 1A. You said this is not a black issue. Okay. Do you realize that, yes, last year, like I said, nobody could do what they wanted to do because of the coffee venereal disease. We get that. 2021 opened up. Okay. St. Patrick's Day, they couldn't do it because they did it virtually because, again, that we were still New York City was still under a mandate that you couldn't be inside bars. And usually on the St. Patrick's Day route, there's a lot of bars along that route. So if you can't have people congregating the bars, there's no point in having it because you're basically just trolling all these bars who aren't going to be able to get money. And also there's a lot of alcohol walking around there. So I guess the cops didn't want to have to deal with that plus you know, potential for uh, in for an uptick in coffee venereal infections. Okay, fine. We get that. Here's where it got egregious, ladies and gentlemen. Guess who had their parade this year? Mm-hmm. The Puerto Ricans. Yes, sir. The Puerto Rican Day Parade got to get off. They got their rocks off. Remember, they missed it last year. They had to do it virtually. This year, they got to go outside. I saw the pictures. Yes, it was less people, but they got to go outside. You know who? what other group of people got to go have a celebration and nobody said anything to them? Yep. The Italians. San Gennaro Festival, one of the biggest festivals in the city. They got to go outside. Now, mind you, they do it twice a year. So, yes, they had theirs in the springtime. I saw the pictures. And quiet as it's kept, that's a smaller area than, than a parade along Eastern Parkway, which is a big thoroughfare in Brooklyn, through North Brooklyn. You're talking about a few blocks tightly packed next to Chinatown. So you have people walking right by each other with masks on, mind you, going up to stalls and, and the restaurants over there, eating funnel cake and Zeppelis and, and, and sausage and pepper sandwiches. Nobody said a word. You know who else had celebrations? Chinatown got to do their Lunar New Year celebrations. I think it's the year of the rat. I saw the pictures. But they told you, black people, told us, your African-American Day festival, you have to again do it virtually. West Indian Day Parade scaled down 500 people, but we're going to do it in, in we're going to do it anyway, but we're going to have a shorter route. But where we're going to start the route, Nostrand Avenue, that's where the real gentrification of Crown Heights really is, is centered. Because as you go further west down Eastern Parkway, it becomes less and less black. So person who wrote this and you guys can go on on the channel after this and go look at the person who said this for you to say that it's not a black issue i think you need to rethink that statement now i planned on typing all this out but i said you know what this is a teaching moment let's let's add this to the show that i want to do because i want black people to understand that everything we're doing now is politicized everything that we do now has to deal with economics which is why I titled the show Parade to a Bolivian. Why are we afraid of power? I've done many shows about the platinum plan. I've done many shows saying that, you know, Trump was not perfect, but he was the best option we had because he allowed us to bum rush the, the door and get what we need. But again, I also told you because it was not the right white man who gave you the opportunity to improve your situation. You voted him out, and now you voted for the other guy, and now the other guy is screwing you. You gave up, those who voted for Biden, you gave up $2 trillion in the first year, potentially, because you said, Mameen tweets, Mr. Mean tweets is not for us. Yet we've outlined on this show and my Instagram how he improved black people. But y'all did not want to hear that. You wanted to come back and say, nah, he's no good. 
He's the R word. We need to go get this man over here. Even though this man said many egregious things about our race, but because it's he's going against that guy, it's anybody other than that guy. But the cherry on top was he's bringing a supposed black woman with him. So he should be perfect because he was the vice president to the only black president we've had. So we're going to vote for him. And he's going to be the uniter in chief. And here we are almost eight months into his presidency. And what have we gotten, folks? We got Juneteenth as a federal holiday, which nobody honestly means nothing. Why? Because there's no reparations behind it. You got Hip Hop Day in August. What does that mean for you? You get to do something that you do every day anyway. But there's no reparations behind it. We got in my birthday month, November, it's been designated Hip Hop Month. Signed beautifully by Congress. And a, dem and a Democratic black couscous. Guess who held the book up? Y'all's Nancy Pelosi, the same woman who told her constituents in California to go shop in your Chinatowns, just like the mayor of New York City, who was the Grand Marshal of the West Indian Day Parade, because he couldn't even bother to say, hey, let me put a West Indian frontline worker as the Grand Marshal, because they've been going hard the last year and a half on this coffee venereal disease. No, he didn't do that. He made sure to put him and his black wife over and let them lead the parade. But you, again, you got hip hop month, but no reparations behind it. But you want to tell me that without us, nothing moves politically. Because I've heard this online, by the way. But now I'm also hearing people putting their, their feelings out there that, hey, maybe we voted for the wrong guy. That's fine. I, I, I love y'all for admitting that you did wrong. I want to talk to the people that are still silent. All y'all butt kisses that were running out there telling us that we're wrong for, for siding with the other guy. You told us to vote for this guy. Y'all sitting there talking about oh you ain't gonna be your friend anymore if you don't vote for this guy if you vote for the other guy and now you're watching the this guy that you voted for not only the federal budget they're not going to the white people they're not going to the Asians they're not going to the other Arab countries because they already know they don't need no wars over there on ideology and they're damn sure not dropping them over where the Hispanics are. They're dropping them in the black communities. And you don't believe me, go look up north of Louisville, Kentucky. There's guy, there's people out there that are already saying they're already there. But okay, fine. You guys don't want to. That, that, that has nothing to do with you, right? He just put out a mandate said all federal workers have to get the jab. Okay, there's a lot of black people in the federal government that work. I'm pretty sure some of them are pregnant. So pregnant black women, are y'all going to say no? Y'all going to give up the check or you're going to, or you're going to give up your body? Let me know. Oh, we're going to get, we're going to get real testy tonight before I get off here. So let's see. We've got symbolic victories. We've got no reparations. We've got no legislation to get us out of what we need. We're the fourth voting block now when we used to be number one minority voting block. Um, I, I warned y'all last year that once he, if y'all don't elect the other guy and y'all elect Biden, guess what? White people are really going to tell you what they think of you. And you have seen it. We've had Antoine Gilmore killed. I don't know if that's, if that was the name of the brother in, in DC. I think that was his name. So he's dead. Um, let's see. Michaela Bryan's got killed. So it's more the same. We've got, we've had a report where it said that black businesses are the highest in 2020, but in 2021, our black kids are the most harmed by virtual learning. 
Biden and Harris said $70 billion pledged to the HBCUs, but then come to find out that they didn't put a dime in them yet, but found $3 billion in a windfall. So we're $67 billion away from what they promised, and they have not shown any indication that they were going to fund the rest of that. It's September 10th, the day before 9-11, and... Biden and Harris still haven't given Ice Cube the Zoom link invite to talk about the contract with Black America, which I'm sure they'll probably do it next year, probably around late October, because, you know, the midterms, they got to make sure that their uh, handpicked, you know, politics show up and make sure that they're for the people, because, you know, the, that's how it works. Um, let's see. What else? What, what? How? How else have black people ascended since Biden got in? Oh yeah, he can. I think y'all seem to have forgotten that he, along with Congress, because he's been bum rushing things without Congress approval. Let's hope in his waning intelligence, he doesn't think that he can erase amendments. Because remember, last year he said no amendment is absolute. So 13th, 14th, 15th, yeah, he might. You never know. This man forgets where the door to the White House is. You never know. And I'm sitting here watching black people try to tell me that he was the best option. The best option. We have corporations starting to come up and open back up. And they're not going to hire people without the jab. And we already know that black people are very skeptical about what's going on with this jab. So that means we're not going to have jobs. Pretty sure that you guys don't care about that because you're afraid of power. You had the opportunity to have a sitting president for the first time in history under the wing of black people. We could have had a puppet finally. And it wouldn't even have cost us anything except our votes. But you said no, because you were afraid. You saw the power dynamic and you got shook because you let the buffer classes tell you that you should listen to the other people because they understand what we need. We let the sorority buffer classes step for Biden and tell us that's where you need to go. We saw the buffer class of handpicked Negroes who got some political power tell us that we need to vote for the uh, for the other good white man. We saw the buffer class of black media or what brother Jason Black the Black Authority calls the old slash dead black media tell us that we got to vote for Biden cuz Trump is going to kill us. Hmm. But I watched Trump Operation Talent saved 50 black kids from being trafficked in Georgia. Don't believe me? Go look it up. I saw him permanently fund HBCUs, which caused Jackson State, where Deion Sanders is, to be on ESPN. Three major recruits in two sports go to HBCUs. We've seen the resurgence of HBCUs, but Biden is the honorary black. I saw black people talk about Forex and stocks and real estate and owning your own business and entrepreneurship. I saw that ramp up in four years under the other guy. Now we have to talk about it. We also did see the rise of the scam. We did see it in 2020 PPP. We did see it, but let me ask you all this. What, where's Biden's pledge for the black business. I didn't see this. Hmm. Where, where, where are our tangibles for, you know, getting him in office? Because, you know, let Stacey Abrams tell it, it was black people who got Biden into Georgia, which clinched him the election. Yet, yet, yet. If you do your research, every week something comes out in Georgia about something going on in that election, whether it's some suitcases after hours, people counting votes after hours, or now mismanagement of funds 
for the election in Fulton County, the biggest, the largest county in this state that I live in now, and largely Democratic, mind you, you know, where all the politics stay at, you know, high Lance Bottoms. But let Stacey tell it. It was black people that did that. Yet I told y'all it was actually the Asians. Now, all of a sudden, the Asians got $50 million in their coffers and they got a task force. So when y'all go up in there talking about, hey, you know, you messed up my chicken and, and, and fried rice. Guess what they get to do now? They get to call the police. You don't want to pay for you. You mess. They mess your nails up and you raise your voice one level. They get to call the police on you. How Tariq said it and, and Jason Black, Asians are, they identify with white supremacy. There's y'all's white supremacy right there. White people ain't got white people ain't gotta do nothing to us anymore. They'll just let everybody else do it. So now we have the Asians after us, the Hispanics that don't like us. We got the, the buffer class Negroes who straight up don't like us including Sheila Jackson Lee, who don't know what a gun is, but she's out there crying about things. And right now we're screwed because everything that's happening to us is because we actually woke up, a lot of us. <clears throat> but again, we're afraid of power. We're so afraid of power. We were more concerned about a rapper having an opinion at a show and debating if it was homophobic or not. And we bypassed the fact that the government, if you don't take something that we haven't tested thoroughly, you're not going to be able to be part of society. And don't pay attention to what's going on. Every other race is passing us. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out what it's going to take. Do, do they have to have a congressional hearing on getting rid of the 13, 14, 15 for black people to wake up? <coughs> Excuse me. I told y'all last year, use those black conservatives to your advantage. I know y'all hate them and I know y'all think they're coons, but use them. They could have gotten the message out to a broader audience. People were listening, but no, we said we're not going to use the intelligent black people. No, we'll just censor them. Or we'll shout them down. We'll do that in favor of strippers, sorority chicks, and idiot celebrities who don't do research. Those are going to be our leaders. Why? Because we're afraid of power. Mortal Kombat 3. Anybody that played that game, what does it say? There is no knowledge that is not power. If black people would have done due diligence and done research, active research, which last year you watch biden not, not once not twice not three times several times despite openly we can go through the chronological order the infamous if you if you don't know if you're weather from then you ain't black okay i know some buffer class is gonna tell me he apologized whoop dd we can go back further than that. He said the racial jungle piece. We let that bypass. We watched Biden in Congress read a statement that had the N-word in it twice. He said it, didn't self-censor himself, but okay. We've watched him eulogize his best friend, Robert Byrd, who was an exalted Cyclops in the Ku Klux Klan in West Virginia, who hung Negroes. But y'all let that bypass. And by the way, y'all's Maxine Waters also eulogized him and said he was one of, the, one of her good friends and he recognized that he was wrong and he relented and repented for what he did. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if somebody hung one of my people and came back and said, I f asked for forgiveness, I'm pretty much going to say, no, nah, I'm good on that. But y'all let that bypass. Okay, crime bill comes out. Y'all let that bypass you. Because y'all want to say that it was the it was the black business people. They can get it too, but you don't let it bypass. Listen to how Biden was talking about us. He called us roaches and super predators.
which I'll let that bypass. Okay, let's come back to the present. He told a black reporter in an interview who asked a simple question, are you going to take the cognitive test that they give every president? He said, come on, man, are you on crack? But we let that bypass. Okay, cool. We have the infamous clip of Biden at a school auditorium on the campaign trail. Someone asked a question. He said, they're going to put y'all back in chains, but y'all let that bypass. Okay. He was in another auditorium, ladies and gentlemen, and he said, quote, the reason they said, damn, the reason I was able to weather the storm was because some black woman kept the grocery store shelves stocked. But we let them. I forgot about the second part. Let me tell you what he said after that. But I got these Hispanics these dreamers on the front lines as nurses and doctors and emergency personnel. So in two sentences, he said that the Hispanic was over the black woman and the black woman's only good for stocking shelves. But y'all let that bypass because the other guy happened 31 years ago, put an article in the paper going after the Central Park Five as a private citizen. But Biden's been a senator for decades, since the 70s. And he said all this, but nobody said anything. That's okay. Got it. Guess what? All this, and now we're out here saying, you know, all of this is wrong. And we we should, we're, we we got to get some power. It's too late, folks. 2022 was our last shot. That's our last fork in the road. So I don't know if y'all got to go hook up at libraries, Zoom calls. Y'all got to get on Instagram Live for deep here on YouTube. They allow 10 people on StreamYard now. Y'all got to go to Nubian Bookstore in Morrow, Georgia. Pick up The Democratic Coma by Victor Brannon, Powernomics. Um, the Feminist Lie, I don't know. But y'all better wake up, boy. And y'all better realize power is not given, it's taken. We had a shot to, to usurp Bill Gates. We didn't take it. Now he owns food supply. They're already shrinking the food, the, the food supply. They're already doing it. Y'all better start buying y'all water. Y'all better get y'all better find them battery-operated radios. You hear what they're doing in New York? Three days. Every every company, every building, you're gonna have to get a vaccine or or a proof of, of a negative test in some instances to get inside these places. These companies are gonna man in New York City. They already said most of them are gonna mandate it, especially the city jobs. And if you don't do it, they're gonna get rid of you. I warned y'all that the middle management jobs, the, the jobs that our women love the COVID. They're not going to be available anymore. They're going to go right back to the white woman. <coughs> Y'all better wake up. Again, power is not given. It's taken. Can't be afraid of power. And I know, and this is the last point I'm going to make before I get out of here. I, I, I'm on Instagram a lot. I follow a lot of pro-black pages. And I keep seeing this consistent thought process of, you know, the votes don't do anything without economics. I get that. But to say the vote doesn't mean anything that I, I don't agree with that because you as a citizen have the power to elect who you need to elect to get what you need. And we unfortunately as black people are not politically astute. And we keep voting for people just because they have a D next to their name and they look like us. And we have to get out of identity politics. We ran into that bus saw with Obama and you saw what happened. He didn't do nothing for us. Then we almost got Hillary in. <clears throat> Thankfully, she didn't because she wasn't going to do anything for us. We had four years. Well, we'll really say two years. We had two years of prosperity before this thing hit. And now we've regressed badly. And again, if you do not vote correctly in 2022 and 
our main objective is to dismantle the current Democratic Black Caucus. Hell, Maxine Ward has been there since 93. I think she's the oldest member on there. So almost three decades she, she's going to be on there. Come on. She's got to go. She's got to go. Val Demings got to go. Ilhan Omar got to go. Ayanna Presley got to go. She definitely got to go. Butterfield's got to go. Warnock. Warnock's up. I think, I think he's actually up this year because he was in a special election. Or next year. No, it's next year. He's got to go. He's not even doing anything. He's sitting there talking about, oh, voting rights, yelling with Stacey Abrams, talking about voting rights in Georgia are racist, they're, they're voter suppression. Yet, if you look at the law, you still get mail-in voting, and 97% of Georgia's population have IDs. So where is the where's voter ID? Where, where is it racist? And you see how quick they dropped that when they kept getting punched in the face on that. Hell, there was a video I found online months apart. Stacey talking about how the voting laws were racist and then said she's in favor of, of ID laws. They don't want us at the polls. That's what it is because we can mess the system up. So this is my decree, ladies and gentlemen, of the black diaspora. We have 14 months. Our survival depends on 14 months. November 8th, 2022, that is going to be one of the most important days in black history. If we succeed and dismantle the black caucus <clears throat> and start getting some of these feckless leaders out of Congress, that's going to be a major shift for us because people are going to be like, wow, so the black vote really is powerful because they're doing a lot to suppress it right now. Then people are going to start messing with us again. Because right now they don't need to. They'll just go to the Hispanics and the Asians. They don't need us right now. But if we do that, we come back to becoming number two behind white folk. But I'm telling you, if we screw up and you allow Maxine to stay, you allow Ayanna to stay, Ilhan Omar to stay, Val Demings, Corey Bush, all these idiots stay, you might as well just set up a contract and say we want to give up our vote, our writing, our, our our right to vote because you're not doing anything with it one more time power is not given it's taken and it's time to take the power back we're too creative we're too smart we're too clever but we use our power and our influence the wrong way we need to stop listening to celebrities unless they have a track record of doing that work we have to get our own in line. If they're not in line, we got to distance ourselves from them. Like the pro-black say, the coons got to go. Enough is enough. You want to take down white supremacy? You got to take down their buffer class first. I get you guys want to fight <clears throat> the white man's. What We're not going to get anywhere because the buffer class is in the way and we got to get rid of them. And we're only going to do that if, if we have power. So in closing, realize that everything black people do nowadays is political. It's based on economics. Forget the social aspect because that can change any day and any time. But if your economics and your politics are not in order, you don't have a leg to stand on. That's why if you're a far lefty or you're conservative, people listen to you. We need to establish our own. We need to establish the black agenda. And if that doesn't happen, like I said, give, give up your right to vote. But that's all I got to say. I want to thank you for listening. For those on the audio, thank you again. And I will see you guys in a month's time. And in second closing, this show is one day before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So to all those families that were affected, our hearts here at Beyond Borders Media are with you. For those whose lives have been changed, including mine, I didn't lose anybody, but the thought of 9-11 has been with me for 20 years. 
just understand that the world did change and you can only be the best human you can. Rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, who died earlier this week. They say he was a drug overdose. I'm not speculating on that, but he's gone, unfortunately. And prayers to his family. And I was again, I will see you guys in a month's time. Rose and I will be celebrating our 100th episode. Let's see if we can get some past guests on here. I will do my due diligence. There will still be content uploaded either here on YouTube as standalone videos, or I'll have it over on Locals. <coughs> so I'll put the link on my landing page that's in the description box so you can join Locals. Like I said, all this commentary will be over there. You can also check my Instagram at Kid Gravity Beyond. There will be content there as well until I go on my hiatus. And yeah, hopefully in a month I will be healthier. You'll have content to enjoy. There will be a best of on the podcast for season six. It'll probably it'll probably be another two parter. And when we come back, or when I come back. In a month's time, we'll ramp it back up because to kick off next season, you will get to see the world premiere of my Stacey Abrams documentary. Oh, we got a lot to talk about, folks. We got a lot to talk about. That's going to be a great one. <laughs> but I'm going to get out of here again. Take care. Stay safe. Wear your mask to get your supplies. And just remember, like I said, Power is not given, it's taken. And the only way for you to exercise yourself in this world and get what you need, you need to have an agenda. So black people, I love you, even though y'all frustrate the hell out of me sometimes, but it's okay. You get frustrated more by the ones you love. I'm out. Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.